What is up, Anchor Nation? Got some Nirvana to get your night started. Thank you for tuning in. Appreciate y'all for being here. My name is Aaron Rollins, and I am the host of Southeast Third, my live and ad-free podcast on Anchor. Let's get started. So, Christmas came and went. Hope you had a good one. I know mine was mediocre. As you know, or for those of you that are new to the podcast that don't know, I don't know who on God's green earth would spend their time listening to this freaking podcast when there are so many other inspirational and educational whatever shunhole podcasts out there besides mine. But uh, regardless, I've um, started working back at the... For, uh, Veterans Affairs in Temple, the hospital in, in, in Temple, Texas. Um, I'm a medical support assistant there. I'm a clerk. Um, same old bullshit. Same old company. Um, granted, the bullshit isn't exactly the same, but it is still bullshit. You know, bullshit's bullshit. Don't matter where you're getting it from. So, uh, I worked Christmas. Um, I went home like a couple hours early. Because there was literally nothing for me to do. I was just sitting around so fucking bored. But, uh, you know, I I went home, but everybody was already done with what they were doing. So I was like, well, if I show up, what am I going to do? Look at their cool toys and say hello and then leave? <laughs> um, you know, it's like... In Texas, for those of my listeners out there that aren't in Texas, and there are a couple. I looked at the, uh, what you call it? Um, the statistics, the analytics, excuse me. Uh, for, for those of y'all that don't live in Texas, driving anywhere that's not in your city is a fucking chore because everything's so goddamn far apart. Uh, we, we don't judge or we don't tell people, you know, it's, oh, it's 70 miles west or, you know, oh, it's only 50 miles northeast. No, we don't do that. It's like, oh, it'll take me about two and a half hours to get there. So that people understand that, uh, you know, it's it's not like wide open road that you can fly down or it's just not, not right across town. You know, everything's 75, 80, 100 miles plus. Um, I think it's like 80 miles to get to Corsicana from where I live. And then it's 100 something miles to get to Fort Worth where my brother lives. You know, and fuck. Now that's the, the curse of being in Texas is that... You know, if you're going to go visit people, you're driving along the fucking way. It's one thing if your family lives in another state. Let's say you're up on the East Coast and you're in New Hampshire. you got family in Virginia. Well, yeah, that makes sense. You're driving across like five states to get there. You know, where they're as opposed to Texas, you're driving um, the distance of a fucking country in some cases. Just in one state. It's, it's insane. All right, all that to say... Um, you know, I stayed home, and um, yeah, <laughs> uh, the group chat I'm in, Daniel, John, and Shane, my brother, um, Daniel asks, hey, did everybody get what they wanted for Christmas? It's like, oh, yeah, man, uh, Daniel and John are brothers, and they exchanged some really neat gifts, and I was like, yeah, I got some peace and fucking quiet, because uh, the, my girlfriend, Jamie, whenever she's, like, sick or uh, in, in, on her period or, you know, whatever, she's very fucking moody. And she's just the meanness comes out. And she's generally uh, a decent person. But when she's mean, man, she's fucking mean. 
Um, and, you know, she starts blaming me and, and faulting me and saying that, well, if you didn't do this or stop doing that or, you know, but mostly what I'm referring to is a, the dog that I'm dog sitting. And like, oh, Aaron, where'd you go? Came out of left field with that one. You got a dog? So my mom just had uh, major surgery recently and she's having to do some um, uh, restricted duty so she can't walk around. She has to put her knee in a brace and not her knee, her ankle in a brace and uh, she's wearing a cast, I think. And, like she can't, she has to stay in bed and hobble around if she goes anywhere. So she ain't walking or taking care of this damn dog. But I am. And I'm okay with it because, you know, me and this dog are pals. He's like a, I don't know, a little brother or something. Um, we're, I'm, I'm cool as fuck with this dog. You know, he's annoying sometimes. Scratches on me and scratches the door and he'll, he'll whine and bark and, you know, do what dogs do. It's a dog. But, you know, Jamie's not accustomed to that. Her, the only dog she's ever been raised around are, are backyard dogs or, or, or farm dogs, you know, or ranch dogs or whatever the fuck you want to call them. They're Weimer, Weimarommers. So, you know, Weimarommers are great breed dogs. Um, you know, they bark at strangers. They do what dogs are meant to do. They, they keep some of the pests away. Uh, I don't want to say it was a snake bite, but I think they've bit, been bitten by snakes. They've been stung by bees. Um... They've chased frogs and uh, and rabbits and all kinds of stuff off the property. You know, granted, those aren't really big concerns, chasing rabbits. But, you know, they still have that instinct. And, hell, one of the dogs is, like, 14, 15 years old, and she's still kicking. She'll go out there when they're, um, they've got this little reservoir for water on their property. When it fills up, somehow the water gets populate, uh, populated. Is that the right word? Anyway, the eggs will, fish eggs will, will be transmitted into that, that little pond water. Um, Texans call it a tank. And, uh, you know, fish will appear and that old ass dog will get in there and kill them. She'll, she'll hunt fish or go fishing or whatever you want to call it. I, I don't know what you call dogs hunting fish. It's like, I guess it's just fishing. Yeah, I, I mean, that's, that's not even that complex. It's one of those things that if you don't know, then you just, you don't know. So, um, that's the kind of dog she grew up with. They don't sleep in the house. They let them in the house when the temperature's extreme or that once in a blue moon, they'll just let them inside if they, they happen to wake their way in. But they kick them out at night. Dogs sleep outside. They've always slept outside. This dog sleeps on the couch. Um, you know, I told her a couple of times, I was like, I've had him in the bed with me. She's like, I don't want him on my bed. And, you know, so she has this real, not necessarily anti-dog, but... Um, definitely not pro dog approach and i understand you know cats are great she she likes cats and she's okay with dogs she prefers cats because they're quiet they don't hurt you unless they're doing that whole you know stretching their claws out on your body that shit hurts and um you know they don't they don't make a lot of racket they're they're not you know running around the house they're not whimpering blah 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 and I can respect that. You know, I just, I like dogs because they're more playful. They're more uh, engaged with you. So, you know, granted, cats are awesome. And I've had, you know, growing up, I've had my share of cats. And I've known people with cats. And I like cats. And, you know, show them some affection. And they're soft. And, you know, when they're all up in your face, it's nice. And they're easy. You can squeeze them. And they're soft and squishy. You know, it's great. It's awesome. It's like a, a living toy, if you will. But with dogs, you know, they're they're more active. They, they want to run around. They want to chew on stuff they want to play fetch this dog my mom's dog does not play fetch this dog doesn't even know how to sit or none of that stuff my mom has never trained a dog in her damn life you know she, she we grew up with dogs that just ran outside at, at random because mom didn't want to walk them 
So she she would just, you know, let dogs run all over the, the damn town. And, and they got stolen. They got killed. Um, they just ran off, you know. Uh, I can't tell you how many times we lost dogs. I, I once told somebody how many dogs, because there was a time where I could remember every name of every dog we ever had. And, you know, the count was like 15 plus of all the dogs I grew up with. And this was by the time I was 20. So... Uh, I told somebody, it was like, yeah, growing up, we've had over 10 dogs, at least 15. And this girl was like, uh, y'all should not have had that many dogs growing up. If you ran through that many dogs and they were getting killed or running away or getting stolen, then that's, that's irresponsible. I was like, oh, you know what? Now I think about it. Yeah, that actually, actually is irresponsible. <laughs> you know, um, hell, there was a couple of dogs we just left outside and they died just from being outside. Uh, one of them ran over to the neighbor's yard and ate some sort of poison and then another one got wrapped around a tree because he was i don't know chasing something or whatever but we came home from school and he was dead that crushed me man that crushed me i don't know if i ever got over that because that was that was a puppy i was looking forward to raising it was going to be a nice big strong dog uh an aggressive breed it was a rottweiler you know and i I was going to have um a, a pal that was uh you know something that i could i could play with that was that was rough and tumble and stuff like that because you know rottweilers are a big breed but he fucking died man and it was only a puppy you know so i mean we just we were not the most animal friendly um family growing up we loved them but motherfucker it's a death wish getting those damn dogs in our house and and mom's you know we've, we've had a couple of big breeds but she's mostly gotten small breeds that's the breed she has now the dog that i'm dog sitting his name is brazos um and he's great but just jamie wasn't really into that and you know she's still not but she's coming around you know and i think right now she's kind of moody because of whatever personal health shit she's got going on and i've come to find out that a lot of her behaviors are influenced by her health you know so i'm not really when it comes to the problems i'm having with jamie i'm not dealing with her i'm dealing with whatever's fucked up about her like her hormone levels or her blood sugar because I've, I've noticed that when her blood sugar drops down low she's hypoglycemic um when her blood sugar drops and she hasn't eaten man she gets bitchy bitchy and you know i have to like defend myself because she starts going in on me you know uh over the littlest thing like um oh shit what do i where do i start like with the dog it's like if if you spoil him then he's gonna keep doing this and blah 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 i was like stop you got you gotta stop you don't know anything about this dog this dog is eight plus years old. You can't go in there and start trying to make assumptions about him, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's just like we need to use some common sense here. I know you're feeling uh, irritated, but just let's let's step back for a second. I think, you know, for me, unless I'm like someone hits a nerve, um, you know, my brother knows how to hit my nerves. There was a nurse at work that hit one of my nerves and just really got under my skin. And then uh, my boss's manager, one of the uh, higher-ups, said some shit about uh, me at work because he didn't think that I was in a earshot, but I was. Um, there's more to go on that, and I'll put out another podcast for that one. But that hit a nerve. You know, when people hit a nerve on me, that's when I start getting unraveled. But for the most part, I can be like, uh, I can laugh that off. Or, no, I don't think so. You know, and just roll with it. For the most part, you know, it's very rare. In some, in some occasions, you know, people will push a button on me and, and I'll react. Um, and, you know, when I was younger, that was, oh, that was a huge issue, you know, because my brother just pushed my buttons all the time and I was just always afraid. You know, it didn't take much to just set me off because I was always 
you know, ready to go, ready to blow up. So, um, but as I've gotten older, you know, I've gotten more, more wisdom and more patience and, you know, especially with, with people that are sick or people that I know, you know, people that are, that are, you know, having outbursts or whatever, you know, I've gotten a lot more patient with that kind of thing. And, um, yeah, granted it's, it's taken me a long time to get there. Uh, my brother tried to say some shit about me going into business for myself on one of the podcasts because I got pissed off about some stuff they said about me, but what they said about me was deeply personal. You know, I mean, it's, it was, it, it, they didn't fake it. It wasn't for the podcast. They meant that shit they said, you know, and I was like, shit, man, they really feel this way about me. This isn't just for production value. Cause this, this podcast ain't even that fucking good. You know, this is, <laughs> there's not that many people listening to this bullshit. They mean that stuff. So, you know, that was, that was hard to listen to my brother say that stuff about me. Um, and then another guy that I thought was, you know, was cool, but turns out he feels kind of that way too and you know but as i've gotten older i I don't fault them for some of the opinions they they formed about me you know i've i've grown up to to make a whole bunch of excuses about myself and my behavior and you know listening to um people talk about ultimate ownership and accountability and i was like you know what there's times where i've thought it but i haven't lived it that you know you've got to take absolute control over the things that happen to you in your life and you can't just leave it up to other people you know you got to be active and involved and you got to push you know and i I haven't done that in so many ways excuse me for the vibration um streaming Fortnite. yeah right somebody i follow on twitch is streaming um moving on so uh you know as i've gotten older you know I've, i've realized that um you know there's a lot of ways that you know, I, I kind of push things off or deny things or just try to hide things. You know, I was a terrible liar. Oh, I was one of the worst liars. Um, I'm, I'm doing better about that. Um, and, you know, my brother will be over there laughing like, no, the fuck you ain't. <laughs> and he'll come up with some specific instances. And I'm like, yeah, when it comes to that kind of stuff, you know, it's like, you know, I was listening to something from David Goggins. Um, he's a hot topic right now when it comes to, you know, motivators and stuff. I was listening to him and he was talking about, no, I can't, I can't be, uh, good with lying to anybody, bro. Even if it's a white lie, I'll, I'll feel bad about it. And I'll call you up and be like, Hey bro, I, I said this and I, that was a lie. You know, when it comes to that kind of stuff, I, I have some discernment and I'm like, you know what? They don't need to know. No, because that's going to cause more harm than good. Right. When I tell, <laughs> when I tell my mom that, no, I, I didn't just change jobs. I, I actually quit my job for like three months. That's going to cause her more anxiety than it is going to you know, calm her down when I tell her I switched to a much, much less stressful job. It's less money, but I'm nowhere near as aggravated as I used to be. And I'm still employed by the U.S. government. I got a federal job with great benefits, so I'm going to be okay. You know, with her and her chronic anxiety, it's not, it doesn't make sense to have to tell her. It's like, mom, I got fed up with my job. People were pushing my buttons too much. I quit because I wanted to avoid a scene at work. That's what's the point in telling her that because she's just going to start worrying. Well, you got to get a job. Well, you got to you you got to get money, Aaron. You can't be living on the street. And you know, so <laughs> you know, and those those are thoughts that she has. She, she she worries. She worries about her kids like every mom does. So in those scenarios, man, I think it's best that you you don't necessarily say everything that needs to be said, right? You just say, "Hey, I'm I'm in a new job now and everything's going much much better." Yeah, I'm fucking bored. 
Um, and there's been some drama with like when I start, my schedule getting flipped and everything like that. But you know, that's that's typical. What do you, you can't you got to expect that. You got to anticipate that. You know, and it's it's not something that I want to endure because I'm going from staying up till midnight to waking up at six, and I'm like, fuck. You know, in my twenties, I probably wouldn't mind, but I'm in my thirties now, and it's getting harder. You know, so shit. <laughs> I don't want to have to go through this, but that's what I'm doing. Um, and it's only going to be temporary, you know. Uh, well, no, that's not true because, all right, I found out after I fucking accepted the position that my night schedule's um, going to be Tuesday. No, wrong. My night schedule is going to be Thursday, Friday, and Monday. My day schedule is Saturday and Sunday. I'm off Tuesday and Wednesday because I'm in school. Uh, and I need Tuesday afternoons off to for a lab that I'm in. I'm not looking fucking forward to it. But moving on. Um, I, I found that out after the fact. And I was like, fuck, man. I really wanted to work evenings all the time. So I'm not having to do this, you know, uh, diurnal bullshit. I, but it's it's really not that bad. It, it's really not. And, you know... I'm I'm starting to to start to see that in a lot of things in my life. Um, you know, I look back on some stuff and I, I'm thinking, you know what, David Goggins is right. Is there there is no finish line. It's always gonna suck. And if you can put yourself in that in that mental capacity to just you know not try to find that comfortable space and just be ready for it to suck all the time. When the bad shit happens, you're like, oh, dude, this is easy. There's, there's, I can skate through this, no problem. My schedule's going to be all fucked up for the next year? Yeah, no problem, man. I'll, I'll coast through this. I've been through worse. You know, this isn't that hard. And I think that's that's just where I've got to get with my mentality. Um, when I want to sleep that extra hour, nah, but you got to get your monkey ass out of bed. Um, you got to you got to get going. You know, you got to get get in better shape. It's only going to get more difficult as you age to maintain your conditioning and and you're not in great shape right now, you know. You're strong, but you're also fat. <laughs> so, uh so that's that's something that I've got to get I've got to get moving on to and you know, no matter what Jamie says about uh I don't want to do this or I don't want to do that or it's disrupting this that and the other. Oh, you know what? You don't have to be on this journey with me. I can do this fitness journey myself. You know, I, I used to be 155 pounds. I could run like an eight minute mile. I was in good shape. And just over time, I've neglected all that. And I got to stop neglecting it because it's only going to get more difficult as you get older. So, you know, for anybody out there that's listening, if if you're thinking about your physical health, man, there's no better time than now. There's no better time than now to get on that bandwagon and be like, look. This has gone on long enough, and I'm going to be like Bret Hart here. Enough is enough, and it's time for a change. Or was that Owen Hart? It's one of the Hart brothers. Um, I've been reading up a lot about him recently, too, man. It was, it was really sad when he died. Because uh, I've been watching a lot about the fucking Ultimate Warrior, and I started going down the rabbit trails and looking at this wrestler and that wrestler. And Anyway, um, he also died or died young. I think he was in his 50s, but he also took a whole bunch of steroids. Uh, all that, All that aside, you know, it's like... You you've got to you've got to commit, and and it's going to be uncomfortable. And you know I've made a lot of excuses for a long time. You know I tried lying to other people. I tried lying to myself. I tried to um, ignore the problem or push the problem away or not it or not face it head on. And I'm like you know I got to stop doing that. I can't keep running from this shit, man. It's it's causing my my body to have phys- physical effects. You know since I've gotten fat. 
Um, I've had acid reflux, which that's not entirely fair. I've had acid reflux for a long time, but when you start putting on weight, it makes it worse, right? I mean, I've had acid reflux, oh my God, since I was like 24 maybe, and I wasn't even fat. I was like 175 pounds back then, you know, at at five foot eight and a half, that's not that, that heavy, um, 200 pounds is heavy for five foot eight and a half. That's, that's too much. You need to drop. Yeah. You need to drop. You need to be, if you're five foot nine and below, you need to be under 200 pounds. That's just, that's the truth of it. Um, that's just the truth of it. Okay. Moving on. So if you, if you've been thinking about that, man, don't make more excuses. Just get, get into it. And with Jamie, you know, I understand she's got some serious, uh, physical conditions that stop her, but Motherfucker, David Goggins ran until he changed the physiology of the bone in his knee. Okay? He set a record for pull-ups done in one day. Um, He ran 24 hours without stopping. You know, I mean, some people are built different and, and they can push through some serious adversity. When it comes to, like, physicalness or maybe they're going through mental uh, anguish or obstacles, and they can push through that, and some people can't, you know, you can't judge them for, for tapping out, because you don't know what it's like to be in their shoes, what they're dealing with, but I can tell you that we all share the ability to endure, and if you can just meet half of what they're going through, then you can push yourself to overcome some of the stuff you're going through, you know, don't, don't quit just because it starts to hurt a little bit, you know, we learned that in football, and my brother will tell you, we had some hard-ass coaches growing up. Um, and his, his friends will tell you, it's like, they were training us to get ready to die. You know? <laughs> they were putting us through, like, uh, early-stage kidney failure because we're so fucking dehydrated. They're, you know, um, causing people to break legs and arms and shit. But, uh, or, or, or tear their knees up. Like, I tore my knee up pretty bad playing football. A friend of mine broke his arm, had to have surgical repair. Uh, I know another kid that broke his leg. You know, there's always some heinous fucking injury. And um, my my injury happened in practice, you know, so you never know what's going to happen. And, um, you know, those people, they, they, they taught us to fight through that stuff. You know, if you're, if you're getting smashed on tackles, I, I know it hurts, man, but get out there. Keep pushing because the, the thing about, uh, I, I hate to keep using the word adversity, but the, the thing about struggling and, and, things, and things sucking is that it's not going to stop. It's, it's never going to go away. It's always going to be there. You know, it's going to keep coming back and back and back. Like uh, a cold, you caught a cold or you had a falling out at your job or one of your family members got sick or your car broke down or you got a ticket or whatever. You know, some, some bad shit is going to happen. So you got to start men- mentally preparing yourself to, to get through that. And for me, I've been like, you know what? It's not that I'm tough. It's that it's really not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal. I'm not dying, right? That's been my mentality for a long time. It's like, nobody's dying today. Um, I'm not dying of anything that's going to kill me, you know, sooner rather than later. Uh, so I'm, I think I'm in good shape. But the problem is, is that, yeah, that's that's cool and all, but 
you know, you're really not getting any urgency with that. And sometimes you need to be urgent with what's going on in your life. Like it's, it's an urgent thing for me to get into better shape, right? Because it's, like I said, it's only going to get harder as I get older. Once I'm in my like mid forties, I'm probably going to have some arthritis and some joints, especially my knee and my shoulder are definitely going to have arthritis. And how am I going to feel then? Am I going to make excuses? Be like, oh, my bones hurt. You know, I got to get up and get my ass moving. So hopefully that's the message you take from my podcast today going into the new year is to get your ass moving. Um, I've been saying it for a long time because I heard it from someone else. No matter how slow you go, you lap everybody on the couch. And if that makes you feel better, God, by God, use that. So <laughs> whatever it fucking takes, walk, run, jog, however you get there, as my chief used to say. Um you know, so I'm, I'm just like, I gotta, I gotta do something different. Um, I got, I got to get back to the shape I used to be in, you know, and, and granted, I'm, I don't expect to be 155 pounds ever again. I probably don't want to be that slim because honestly, I want to put on muscle and I want to be strong. So, you know, I'll settle for 180. That'd, that'd be fine by me. Maybe in a year, year and a half, I'll hit 180. That's, that'd be nice. So in the meantime, in between time, I'm going to lift some weights uh, get a little bit of burn on, strengthen up my legs because my knee's still bothering me and shit. So anyway, um, Christmas was fine for me. I hope Christmas was fine for you. The new year is knocking on our door. I got off work early tonight because I'm still in a training phase. And I'll go over that uh, later on the podcast about what's going on with training and shit. So um, whew, I'm at home. I'm going to get inside. I'm sleepy. I appreciate y'all being on this podcast with me. Thank you for tuning in. We did this podcast live and ad-free tonight on Southeast 3rd. This has been Aaron Rollins, your host. Have a happy new year, folks. I'm signing off.